Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. We're sponsored today by Uberlube. Lori, this stuff is great. It's scent-free, no strange flavors or dyes, comes in a classy pump bottle, so you don't have to deal with a bunch of messiness. Looks great, so you can keep it on your nightstand. U-B-E-R-Uberloop.com. Now let's get into today's topic. Lori, we're talking about alcohol and sex. I know it. I mean, summer's coming fast. I'm starting my barbecues. You know, I have these like social Saturday events. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I invite all the neighbors and all the friends. Have, and how, come, how come I have never been invited, Lori? <laughs> I was these? just going to say, I was I mean, gonna I don't say, understand why. I'm inviting you and Lauren on the 16th to my house, but are, it's a potluck. Are we so not you, Are we not friends <laughs> that I don't get these invitations to your awesome... I, I want all your kids to show up, too. Oh, so... It, Definitely. Okay. Oh, yeah, kids. So it's not, a, it's not a rager that you normally throw. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... There's no care. No, there's is, no keg. Is, no keg stands is, involved. No. No. Well, actually, actually, no. There's definitely alcohol. In fact, you know, we specialize in sangria, and so it's going to be like this warm evening, romantic oh, wine, nice. family, and you know, I mean, I think a lot of people think alcohol is an aphrodisiac, and it is not. Right. I, that's I the know. that's the myth, right? But they it, think they think it is. We think that it is. But people use it to de-stress and to, you know, loosen up and things like that. And I, I think that, you know, basically alcohol does lower our inhibitions. Right. It affects our prefrontal cortex, which is where all of our kind of reasoning, where we throw up all the blockers to uh, social events or to act, being scared that we're going to be embarrassed or we're uh, going to be looked at funny. And that's and, why you don't come to my parties, right? Because right. you're sure you're going to be I, I am, I am sure <laughs> all my prefrontal cortex reasoning is just going to go right out. Right out the window. With my sangria. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah only, exactly. If you had, only if you had karaoke, though. Then, then would, then <laughs> I'm going to definitely lower. do that for sure. Right. But so, it does. It can be helpful in situations where we're trying to be more natural or we're trying to we're nervous about or anything like that. So it does lower those inhibitions, right? Right. I mean, I think, um, you know, a glass of wine, a glass of champagne just to get the evening started is, is really a nice thing, it especially helps with two principal issues that I see in men and women. Women, often it's their body image that they're concerned about. They want to have sex, but then they make up all these reasons in their head that they're not good enough and they don't look right mm-hmm. and they 
gained a pound, or they've been like me who have been dieting for a freaking week and not lost a pound. That is just ridiculous. But <laughs> you know, and men, I think that often for them, it's really a anxiety is a prime reason not to initiate, and alcohol mm-hmm. can help with that a little bit. They're afraid. Ah, you know, their performance is going to be off. They're afraid of ED or premature ejaculation. And so it kind of suffocates their desire to initiate, even though they want sex. Yeah. And, and alcohol really helps with psychogenic erectile problems. Yeah. And I think for men, a lot of times, if, if they lack confidence in initiation, it's the confidence booster. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it builds their confidence to be able to feel more charming, feel more sexual, um, and feel like they can initiate and that that initiation is going to be received well, right? Because what it does is it, it lowers our the feeling that we're going to be rejected or the fear that we're going to right, be rejected. Right. right, That anxiety as well. And, you know, I think it makes erotic talk a little easier. I had a girlfriend once who told me that in a relatively new relationship, her partner was just saying sort of at lunch, so tell me what you like. And she's like, you know, a glass of wine and in the bathtub, maybe I'd be able to talk about it. <laughs> but just over lunch, not so easy. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So it it increases our ability to even just be to experiment then to try new things to test those waters sexually, mm-hmm. um, which can be a big benefit because it can it can help us explore new areas of our sexual relationship with our partner. Absolutely, and I think it kind of helps us focus on the present. I mean, this is one of the major other problems, especially for women, that they focus on their to do list on the stressors, and I think men as well. These days, you know, people are working like 50 hours a week yeah. minimum. Yeah, I was going to say for men, it ten- it's going to be to tend to be the work worries. Yeah. Uh, the what is what's going on with any kind of work stress. Yeah, I have a lot of men in my practice who say that they don't initiate. They, they just don't have the energy. They're too stressed out. Mm. You know, they come home and they're too worried about all the things they got to do at work or the pressures at work. And, you know, I think women as well have a lot of pressure at work. And, and then they have a to-do list that just doesn't stop. And I, I think this is a way to say to kind of block that out. You know, mm-hmm. alcohol will help them come into the moment, let go of all those stressors, you know, and and be there. And, and optimal sex, right, requires that we be there. Yeah. By doing that, by being more present, we are able to kind of focus more on our, our bodies, what we're feeling, what the sensations are, what's pleasurable in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And by kind of keeping all that other stuff at bay. It can be helpful to be able to just be in the moment and know what is what's good there, which is going to lead to, I um, guess, better erections, better orgasm, um, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. going ultimately it's going to be more pleasurable when you're more present in the moment, right? Yeah, I mean, it actually has a depressant property, which sometimes people use it thinking that they actually get kind of high, but it is a depressant and it slows down the neurons in our brain and that. That does lower kind of the pressure and tension of our worries. That's how it works in mm-hmm. our brain. So, I mean, it, it can be a really positive thing. You know, it, it increases our feelings of being attracted to our partner as well. There's mm-hmm. studies that show people do, with alcohol, rate others, this a same group of people, as more attractive than they do when they have not had alcohol. That yeah. same, you know, slide group of people. Yeah, and this is what is commonly referred to as beer goggles. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is that this is that phenomenon. And it is real. Right. Yeah. Right. And so the uh, the attraction to your partner when you when you have had a few is going to go up. Right. Right. And that 
it just is a natural thing that happens is you you rate people higher in attraction so it's going to it's going to kind of pull you closer so yeah throw on those beer goggles man yeah, yeah. <laughs> give good. a lot to your partner yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> it's it's helpful <laughs> Right. Uh, I, I think there's another part of it, and it is an impact in the amygdala. Basically, that's our emotional part of the brain, mm-hmm. and it makes us want to feel close to somebody. It like gives us drive to get close, not necessarily drive to feel horny or to feel desire, but the desire to talk and share and be open and more vulnerable comes into play. And you know, especially if you're married or partnered with somebody who's a sexual distancer, you know, I, I think you got to ply them with a couple of glasses of wine because it loosens their tongue and they start talking about their feelings and their yeah. feelings of love for you. Yeah, for for couples, that, and to be clear, like kind of the the way that we're talking about this is it it's a precursor to sex. So we're yeah. not just talking about you know them going their own ways and in different rooms having having a couple of drinks together. No, right? we're talking about the benefit of it can be that over dinner together over sitting out on the porch, right, in the good summer weather, having some glasses of wine together and engaging with each other as well, that's what's going to be the, the benefit, right? That's right, where it's alcohol, multifold. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not just that you've, you have a couple of cocktails before you come home to your partner, right? It's, it's, it's this togetherness idea that it's going, it facilitates that conversation that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It facilitates a sense of attraction. It facilitates a sense of closeness to each other that really where the benefits for sex start to come in. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, I always recommend that people have, you know, rather than the date night that is, you know, let's go out, have a bunch of wine, big old dinner, come home and make love. It's like that never works. At least mm. it never works that I know of. And, you know, they should have the wine first and make love before they leave for the dinner. Yeah. You know, because then they get the benefit of a little bit of wine on kind of a lesser full stomach. And mm. they have that sense of closeness. And then they have the whole evening to enjoy that and feel really good together. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's... I Take think- Uber. <laughs> take, <laughs> take Uber or Lyft yeah. if you've been drinking. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's always smart, but also more beneficial to just a, a night together where you don't, again, you don't have to think about other things. You can you can kind of wall off your world, um, and the anxiety, the stressors, can be left to the side, right? Yeah, I I mean I think this coming into the present moment is so important for us in our relationship and in mm-hmm. sex. You know, just to somehow or another press out. You know, all the concerns that we have, you know, our, our other relationship pressures with mm-hmm. our children, our in-laws, you know, you got to press that back so that you have a moment for the coupleship. I think there's even just, there's also just the psychological benefit of when you think about having a couple of glasses of wine, when you think about having a beer with, with somebody, when you, you think about alcohol in that way is that we tend to just automatically think that it's going to be a more enjoyable experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, there's, there's studies that have been done where they have given people uh, placebo where they think that they are actually drinking out, al- consuming alcohol and they're not. And they still act in a way as it, as if they had had alcohol. Right. And I think that that is just, that's just kind of built into us. It's psychological. Like we just feel more relaxed when we even just think about drinking. Right. And so I think mm-hmm. even in, in couple situations where there, there may be some tension or there may be some, uh, you know, like we talked about the life stressors, that it can be something that can just prepare you to have a good time with your partner, right. which is needed. Right. I mean, that's just, it's, it's needed for, Emotional connection and for sexual connection as well. Absolutely. And I know that coffee kind of runs through your veins. Yes. But uh, you have been known to, 
imbibe and just a little bit of isn't it red wine is your favorite well yeah what red wine and beer i'm i'm a oh really i didn't right. know that and summertime beer it's margaritas summertime it's margarita and margaritas oh yeah. you are so yeah right. so sangria much really doesn't dude. do it for me but yeah margaritas okay margaritas man we're gonna make a picture yeah I gotta uh, see Adam uh, with margarita. <laughs> one or two, one or two, because that's that's what we're gonna talk about in part two. When we come back, we're gonna talk about. I'm gonna the, take pictures of you and share it on social media. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the <laughs> negative influences of alcohol, right? Because there is a tipping point that comes where if the positive, uh, yeah, the negative starts right. to impact the positive, and we right. we got it. We definitely got to talk about that. So when we come back, all the ways that it can be negative in your relationship that you want to avoid. Okay. Thank you so much to all our Patreon supporters, right? Yeah. Patreon is a platform where you can directly support things that you love. We really want to expand the resources that we can be able to provide right. to you as our listeners. If you know our work touches you and our work helps you, we would be so grateful for your support. Just go to our website, foreplayrst.com, and there you can find a way to support us, and you can see our episodes and our blogs. And thank you so much, guys. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at matthewscounseling.com. We look forward to working with you. Okay, welcome back to Four Play Radio Sex Therapy. You know, sometimes as you age, it gets a little harder to have your natural lubricant. That really can affect anyone of any age, Lori. Uh, Yeah, and sometimes lubricants, you know, that's one of the easiest problems to solve in the bedroom. And Uber Lube has no scent and no taste, so it doesn't get in the way of any kind of intimacy. I love that. And which is the point of loop, right, is to make it all about touch and intimacy between the partners and not make it complicated. So check out Uberloop. It's an intimacy and formulated to help couples bond, not to distract with a bunch of dyes, unnatural scents and flavors. It's got a lot of other uses, too, from sports chafing to even hairstyling. Check them out. (laughs) And we're running a giveaway on Instagram. So follow us throughout the month of June and be entered to win a bunch of free Uber Lube swag, which is really classy. Follow us on at foreplay underscore radio sex therapy on Instagram. And so before the break, we were talking about the positive uses of alcohol in relationship and specifically as it relates to sex. But... There are negatives, yeah, right? I mean, it's a substance. And, and just as a disclaimer, right, if you struggle with alcohol, you know, if you have a partner that's an alcoholic, obviously this is not something that needs to be a part of your relationship. So it, yeah, it can have other cer- negatives. Certainly, I mean, I mean, we're not suggesting that you start drinking if you don't drink, but most people do. And yeah. using it effectively is, is a good way to increase sexual pleasure. But Also, you know, some people take medications, there's health states and Mm -hmm. diseases that 
alcohol is really contraindicated for certainly all the SSRIs and any kind of mental health drug. Yeah. You know, oftentimes has a contraindication for alcohol. Right. And it, I mean, combine that. And it's a, I mean, it's a it's a substance, right? So uh, there are risks with use of any kind of substance, and so obviously. We don't. You don't want to use it till the point of dependence. You don't want your ability to relax in your relationship, or for that to be a necessary precursor to sex. Right? If you have to have alcohol to be sexual with your partner, then there there's an issue there that you that needs to be addressed. I know that's true. You're not you're not a woman though. I mean uh-huh. it, I mean it really does help her screen things out. But I I agree overall. I hear a lot of men who say, you know, I, I don't want her to just like have to drink. You know, to want to have sex with me, and I, I don't think it's that. I think she often drinks to screen stuff out. But okay, you're you're absolutely right. We're talking um, about the negative incident. Okay, the, the negatives, right? We're talking okay, about the negatives. Okay, we're talking so about we the negatives. About the positives, I, yeah, I get off the I, track. I get, I get that women, <laughs> I get that women need that, can need that, but dependence is different than using it than as a facilitator. No, uh, right, right, right. And, and so, I will say, my doctor is becoming more strict about alcohol. She's saying. You know, that alcohol is linked with cancer and other things, and especially breast cancer. So, you know, she's really issuing a lot of caution on drinking regularly. I'm talking mm-hmm. about once in a while. Because there's the other thing, too, is that for men, right, they, it, it can decrease testosterone, right, mm-hmm. in their bodies. And mm-hmm. the studies seem to be mixed for women, right, whether or not it increases or decreases testosterone. So it can, it can be an impairment in, in that way as well. Right. Are you talking about just in the in the moment, or are you talking about long term? In the moment. Oh, in the moment. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, in in the moment, it, in both chronic and acute uses of alcohol, it's been shown to decrease testosterone in men, which is critical for libido and physical arousal. Yeah, and we know obviously too much alcohol can cause poor sexual performance. Right. You know, a man can you know have ED after too much alcohol. You know, definitely a big problem there. Yeah, three drinks, forget about it. Yeah, and then I mean, there and there. Well, is, depending on you, but <laughs> yeah, but most what are the? Uh, I believe what the it's two drinks for women. Most women, three or four drinks for most men. Mm-hmm. Right after for men, after three or four drinks, then the Things chance don't work. the chance for whiskey dick like <laughs> is. <laughs> that is that really goes up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So to speak, it actually goes down, but yeah, oh, well, <laughs> stays the chan- down. The chan- <laughs> yeah, right. The chance for whiskey dick goes up, which means things are falling and going yeah. down. But the yeah. but that's not. A, I mean, that's not an urban legend. That is that is for real. That what, is for truth. Uh, yeah. What can happen? And for women, alcohol can you know it's dehydrating for all of us, but it can dehydrate her vagina as well. So it can make sex not as pleasurable and dry, and that's not fun. Any mucosa, basically, it's going to dry her out. Yeah. Um, and so the perception of it being, I think we talked about at the top of the show as well, that it's an aphrodisiac that it's going to aid in sex can lead to you misusing it, which means you're going to use it more, which you're, it's actually going to decrease your sexual performance. And it can also impair judgment, right? I mean, certainly in this day and age, we are well aware, right, that drinking, you know, you just don't want to be with somebody that's not a safe partner, you know, we're we're mostly talking about drinking with our committed partner, but alcohol, you know, it can cause altered decisions about who who to have sex with, and maybe make an inappropriate choice for that. It makes us vulnerable to having unprotected sex. Yeah. But you with know, couples, we don't think about it. Yeah, well, with with couples too, though, the impaired impaired judgment is important. There's a couple things that I've seen with that. One is with couples is it, when there is tension in the relationship, alcohol can lead them to 
doing things and engaging in either sex or sexual acts with other people when they normally wouldn't do that. Uh-huh. When they're frustrated in their relationships um, and they, they result to drinking, then that, that right. comes up. More vulnerable to an affair. More vulnerable to an affair. Cheating. Right. And the, the, other, the other area where I see it affects is if it um, masks over emotional or relationship problems and they end up having sex with their partner when they do not want to, mm-hmm. right? When it's mm-hmm. not, when it, it doesn't feel safe for them to, or when they're in, when there has been an affair and they're recovering from an affair or when there's underlying problems in their relationship and they, they use that to kind of cover over that as a more of a bandaid effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they regret that the next day, right? Mm-hmm. They regret having sex the next mm-hmm. day with, even with their partner because it wasn't something that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, they, they're sort of foreshortening the healing process um, not talking it out, not getting to the root of it. I mean, overall, this is kind of a, a tricky point, but I really get what you're saying because I, I have seen a couple recently, and it's, it's sort of like what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they drink, they have sex, and then they forget about their problems for a couple of days, but their problems are really problematic. Yeah. They need to get to the bottom of them. The other thing that is that it can separate us from reality with our partner, right? It, while it can... In small amounts and moderation, it can help us to be more present. After yeah. that, yeah. right? After the, that, we ob- having sex with to, somebody who's drunk is not really, you know. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not connecting. It's right? not connecting. Being uh, inebriated is, uh, you know, a way sometimes to actually put up a wall between you and your partner. Yeah, and then too, like it also can lead to fights that you and emotional hurt that you would not normally have. If you were sober and then you're fighting, then you're fighting about stuff. I mean, tons of couples come in where they have their biggest fights happen at when they are drunk or close to drunk. Yeah, do not try to settle anything when you're drinking. Yeah. That's crazy. And it can start fights as well, right? I mean, if Mm -hmm. you are, if you can't have an erection or sex is painful when, when you're drunk, like that can lead to all kinds of fights where you're saying things that you don't mean Mm -hmm. um, because all of your filters are down and you don't have any tact at all when when you're saying it. It just can stir stuff up and make things bigger. Yeah, Yeah, makes things bigger. Not smart, definitely. So, last negative that we just want to mention is that one study did find that about eleven percent of alcohol users had problems reaching orgasm. Right. So, because it does, as we mentioned before, lower testosterone for chronic and acute users. If you're suffering from low libido, ED, or um, are having difficulty or orgasming. Right, delayed yep. ejaculation too. Yes. This could be a problem. Right. Then you may want to look at how much you're drinking. A simple fix may be to stop drinking for a while and see if those things correct themselves at first before you move on to other more complicated things. Right. So we're not advocating alcoholism, but we are advocating, you know, this could be a way to enhance the sexual evening. Yeah. All, th- all things in moderation, right? If you're using a moderate amount of alcohol, it can be very, very beneficial. If it tips over into some uh, more than that, it may be it may have negative consequences for you yeah. as well. Yeah. So again, why don't you give us what a moderate amount is for the different genders? A moderate amount of alcohol for most people is two drinks for females, three to four drinks for males. And that's not everyday use. Absolutely. Right. We're not talking That'd be about, way too much. We're not talking about using that every this day. This is occasional. This is occasional use. party right. kind of thing. Um, on a date night. But, yeah, and um, I'm a cheap type, date, man. One, one drink <laughs> and I am good to go. Yeah. So, you know, choose wisely, right? Use it as you need it, but beware of the negative part of that as well. 
Yeah, thanks for listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. You can now call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.